Rubbish Podcast. And we're recording. Oh, hello, and welcome to episode number 100. And why do I always go right? I've started turning into a robot lately when I do the intros. 107, by the way, episode. Let's do the number again. It's because I've been using too much chat GPT that I've started to think like a... That's just old school robot, isn't it? It's not even like modern robot. Yeah, chat, GBT, that's so 2022, Marcus. <laughs> Marcus robots are rubbish. <laughs> Mind you, it's not 2022, isn't it? 2021, it's based on chat, GBT. Chat, oh, yeah, it does. It only gets, apparently, yeah, that's chat, GBT3 for the, uh, and apparently 4 does, but <laughs> four, that's really interesting. I literally was bored by what I just said as it came out of my mouth there, which happens sometimes. Anyway, we had a really interesting time, didn't we? We went, we went to see the artist, musician and leveller, Jeremy Cunningham. We went to see him in his studio, didn't we? Oh, yeah, it was, it was so much fun to meet yeah, him really and he good. showed us round and showed us all yeah. his memorabilia and Everything he was really such good. a lovely um, man. Yeah, it's really good, wasn't it? Can yeah. I, I think, can you just describe, because there's going to be a few people that might not know the Levelers, because they're quite a famous band in the UK yeah. and in, in certain parts of the world, uh, but I don't know if every, because the reach, of course, of modern art is rubbish, is so across the globe. Oh, yeah. Well, you can check out the Levelers. On, they're a really great band, aren't they? On all good streaming platforms. Yeah, very quite well known, aren't they? Yeah, yeah they were big, very big in the 90s. They headlined festivals. Yeah. And they're based in Brighton. Yeah. Very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it, really, what to say. So uh, it was really interesting to see his work and everything because he he's as much of an artist as he's a musician and, and a songwriter as well, isn't he? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and he does all the work on the album covers and everything. So it was really great. So, um, we went to meet him, and uh, we've got like lots of little clips of the event of the interview we did. Because to be honest, Tom, I, when I was going back to do the editing of it, I noticed that there's a lot of Marcus on it. A hell of a lot of Marcus. Hell of a lot of Marcus. Is yeah. that like treatable? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've been suffering from it for years, all my <laughs> <Yeah>. life. <laughs> so I had to chop a few bits with me. So anyway, uh, first bit is we went into this, the lovely uh, studio in Brighton, which is where we're based, of course. And um, we he, he sort of led us up these stairs and we looked at first, we looked at this massive, I mean, it's a really big, impressive canvas. It was like two by two metres, I think. And it was a large sort of like expressive canvas, you know, mostly in red, blue and yellow colours. And the background had like tower blocks on it. And there were like two couples in the middle, and they were like uh, embracing each other, almost like to protect themselves. And and there's a person on the side who's like falling down. This wasn't the one on the wall above the stairs, the first one we saw. Yes, it was it the was, massive one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, in this clip, we also mention a, a, a one which is uh, full of staring faces, which is another one we did where he's influenced. Uh, not influenced, but inspired by going on the London Underground. Inspired's probably not the word when you've got lots of faces staring back at you um haunted haunted yeah. yeah and just again to mention if people are listening if you head over to modernartisrubbish.com you can see all the images 
or on our Instagram, I'll post the images relevant on the Instagram page. So as well. all the images we mention are there to look at as yeah. we talk about them. At your leisure. At your leisure. At your leisure. Is that on you? Could that be my new phrase? At your leisure. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> here's the first part of it. Oh yeah, brilliant. So um So my art room is up here. I've got yeah. a couple of I've got paint on the wall I'm working on. Oh brilliant. And I've got a couple of others that I just finished and stamped up. It's only a small art room, but you, you can see. Oh no no, it's fantastic. I'll show you in the studio in a minute. That's the other studio. Yeah, cool. Oh great. These are, these are other studios down here as well. Other studios are available. <laughs> <laughs> I recognise that one. Oh yeah, my God, yeah. it's huge. Because I saw this. Now, just to describe, could you describe that painting? Because this is, isn't this one on your website of similar colours? Yes, that's the one that's on the website. Yeah, yeah so this that's is... a really early one, actually. I can tell that by just looking at the way I've done it. These that are one. wonderful, I mean, the wonderful expressive... Colours uh, and it's really a lot thick, of bright colour going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I noticed that you'll think about a subject, but then you'll just use it as a starting point. It's That's not right, actually yeah. about the subject. Yeah. For instance, there, Tom, uh, he did one I saw on the website, which was like a, inspired by Rush Hour, but it wasn't of Rush Hour. It was just. It's almost Sitting like in Rush Hour with your brain going. Yeah. Crazy. yeah. So this one, this, this one is about like you know I remember from when I was living on traveller sites and stuff yeah. like that. And it was, um, and it was just fear of urban environment. Basically, yeah. that's why there's loads of tower blocks and the fella kind of falling through the through the tower blocks. And then that the two kind of demonic figures up there kind of relate to the first Levelers album. Yeah, cover, the woodcut I did for that, and um, and all these people kind of trying to embrace but being pulled apart. Yeah, I like that. I think there's kind of a bit of protection going on there yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. So anyway, um, we then went to his uh, his studio. That was good. What, how, his studio was quite small, wasn't it? It was in the building, the main building, which was like a room with a. It had a, a lovely high ceiling, but very long and thin, wasn't it? Yeah, so, and it had like a picture that I thought was Obi Wan Kenobi actor. Who was the actor from the original Star Wars film? Oh, um, oh my God! Not Donald. Oh no, God! What's his name? Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness, yeah, so it looked like a picture of Alec Guinness on, you know, and uh, in the middle of his studio on the wall, and I was like, "Oh, is that?" And he, and he interrupted me and was like, "Oh, that's my old art teacher." Oh yeah, there was he was a big influence, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, like he died like not that long ago. He was saying so. who his art teacher or Alec Guinness? No, both, probably both, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, so he's a big, uh, big, in, big influence on his on him, wasn't he? Apparently, at school, he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. so no, um, his influence was strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's school or college. I'm not sure. Anyway. Yeah. So um, we in this next bit, we t- I talked about uh, about um, uh, his art, and I mentioned something just for people listening called Memento Mori in this conversation, which is a genre of art. Uh, which emerged in the medieval period and it gained popularity in the Renaissance and it features symbols of death like skulls and the passage of time like hourglasses and juxtaposed with many luxury items. So rich people basically get these paintings done and um, they put them on the on the wall just to remind themselves, you know, that they're going to die and don't get too hung up on expensive stuff 
So that's something that I mentioned in this in this clip coming up. Um, the other thing, Tom, is I have to say, you know, I bleep you out when you swear, just because I think it. I don't know if this is, this is like a trademark because it doesn't matter about swearing, does it? Um, of course it doesn't, man. Because <laughs> 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 I've even just to say, look, I've even bleeped out Jeremy because he uses the f bomb twice. I'm shocked to hear that, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, do you know what? It's, it's it, I had a dilemma. I thought, should I bleep him? Because I bleep you all the time and I bleep me. And I don't even know why I bleep, but I just think it's almost like a signature of modern night's rubbish. Yeah. I guess so. It could just be a sign of your anxiety. Anyway, I have. So, on to the next clip. Well, really, yeah. Brilliant. Small, but uh, that's the trick. It's gorgeous. The two kind of recent. That, yeah, this is the two kind of that one's up the wrong way, but this one's up the right. Yeah, way. so we're looking at this, and it's got. I mean, it's just a really expressive brush strokes, and uh, you will be like us. And it's we just, were like you. You will be like us. It's uh, it's an old medieval kind of quote. Usually yeah. said by skeletons, and it was to remind people just to, you know, live a good life because you're going to be dead soon. Oh yeah, <laughs> so it's kind of like your what's it, memento mori kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, it's, you know, this it, is just kind of random thought process for me because, like you say, I mean, the starting part point of this. Yeah. My my hobby is reading history. I read yeah. early medieval history and the history yeah. of the church and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And um, and this the starting point of this was five forty nine, which like says five forty nine there, when a massive plague hit the whole of um, Western Europe and wiped out um, like a third of the people in Western Europe. Yeah, and that's why it's got Mortalis Magna written down there. Do you know <laughs> it was called the Mortalis Magna? The fuck is my bit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in this next bit, Tom, we were talking about his sort of like his influences, and I noted the fact that um, sometimes there can be kind of like almost biblical references. I mean, he, he there's so many different influences in his work, isn't there? But there was also some things that seemed to be taken directly from the Bible, and he was saying he's he's got a particular interest in medieval history, and um, Jeremy was saying that he's. Also, we were t in this next bit coming up, we were talking about the fact that um, he's reading a book called Revelation, which is a new translation and introduction and commentary uh, by a guy called Craig R. Coaster. I think his, his name's pronounced. And basically, that book is where this, this, this writer tries to understand what Revelation meant for people who first read it and how it relates to their situation. And in the book, the author looks at the history and culture of the times and how it applies to the text. So basically, he's looking at not just at, from a biblical, kind of like a religious, spiritual way, he's actually looking at concrete things. And in this bit, we discuss, I, I mentioned to him the nature of like a 666. Yeah. And Jeremy goes on to explain about what the book said about it. And then also, straight after that, uh, he talks about the per we talk to him and he talks about the personal nature of his art. So this is the next bit. So press play. Oh, are you waiting for me to react? Seems like you don't need me here for this bit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like re you have to read it through their minds and 
yeah. he's using in that book, probably on that te- on that thing as well. You know, he uses all Roman coins and stuff like that. With a lot of the revelation imagery comes from Roman coins and the way the emperors had yeah. seven stars spinning around their heads. And the six 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 is all um, Jewish number code. Means Nero. He's the oh, really? emperor Nero. Oh, basically. really? Oh, Nero, bad guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and every, when the time, in the time that Revelation was written, Nero had cast such a long shadow, and he'd, he'd killed himself. But everyone was still expecting him to come back in a way. Yeah, yeah. And so that a lot of that Revelation is about you know the, the expectation of him to come back, and how that's why they're still afraid to say his name, really. So they're just doing six six six, which is the Numerical. So he's the number of. It's almost like the number of Nero. Yeah. 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 And in some manuscripts, it's actually a different number. Oh what? The number codes are different in some manuscripts, but but in most of them, it, it's the it's the three sixties. Because yeah. that was the thing, you know. Looking at a lot of religious art, when I looked at your work, I thought this isn't religious, and it wasn't until I saw. I think it was an interview with you as well, and mm. and, and it kind of connected that it's it's an historical interest yeah, in the Bible yeah, and what the yeah. thing rather than a necessarily a religious yeah or, and a or, spiritual or, yeah. I always feel your work's quite personal as well. Oh, it's very diary, it's diary personal, yeah, yeah. I get the impression there's a, how would I say, because I'm like with my art, when I do my art, there's a showing it necessarily, although it's up on websites, and I know mm. it's on album covers, mm. but I get a feeling that when you paint, it's you. It's not about actually No, I don't care if anyone sees it. Yeah, it's not, no, it's that's... Not about, it's not about very, me getting it out. It's my therapy, basically. Yeah. <laughs> As you can see, by the way, I'm always drawing internal organs and stuff like that. Oh, yes, yeah, so this is a Can't really... Uh... <laughs> These are very personal, because I can yeah, feel yeah, there's... Yeah. A, you're, you're not quite comfortable with necessarily talking about them. Oh, I've in... never been comfortable talking. That's why I paint, because I'm not comfortable talking about <laughs> this, kind of, this kind of yeah. thing. You know? yeah. This one's not quite finished I don't yet. think I, I suffer got... from that. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I've still got a few bits to do on this. But, but yeah, I'm always drawing lungs and stuff, because I've got a lung condition which I'm always worried about yeah which is why it's got anxiety written all over it like literally <laughs> but they're really yeah I mean there's a lot of dark and there's a lot of words on it it's do you know what it's really interesting you don't give titles to your work but no I kind of feel that I just want to sit take it in and it mm. is sometimes I, I don't know about you Tom but do you find it hard to would you find it hard to describe it's almost like you want to just take it in and look at it and experience well, it I've seen on, the, on, one, on this one as well spirit yeah. on there yeah. and spirit and disease so I just feel the spirit is just like uh, the central theme of like the images it's just some sort of spirit flowing it's yeah. like a flow it's isn't like it that, yeah yeah, yeah. And there's all these images, I you know, I always do these, the dove is like the Holy Spirit, you know, the classic dove. Oh. You know, he gets quite warped on a lot of my stuff, but he's in there quite often. And that's just because it comes into my mind. I just do the first thing that comes into my mind, basically. Yeah. You know, it's like like we were saying, it's all self-expression and um, uh, therapy. You know? Yeah, so, so you, you studied art. Yes, I've, I've, I've seen, yeah, yeah, because it's clear, but from from the work. So, did you always, when you were at like art school, were you doing this kind of um, semi-figurative, uh, expressionistic, yes, kind of work? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, in this next bit coming up, do you remember I, we were looking at the album cover for Truth and Lies, and we we're talking about Toulouse Lautrec. 
and talking about the fact that they he he'd used a Toulouse Lautrec um, painting okay. uh, for, for the album cover. Oh I like, yeah, I like Toulouse. I was looking up at some of the quotes of Toulouse Lautrec. He said Toulouse Lautrec's famous quote here. I was looking at was was marriage is a dinner that begins with dessert. Let's just think about that. Don't listen to this, kids. <laughs> <laughs> and then he also said to Lucy Trek, said, I'm quite incapable of doing them. And that's about making landscapes. Even the shadow. My trees look like spinach and my sea looks like heaven knows what. The devil was a devil to paint precisely because it's so beautiful. So to lose the Trek didn't like that landscapes. I've never seen a to lose the Trek landscape. Have you? No, but I've never seen the devil either. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Okay, so this is the next bit. You did this one for the, the album Truth and Lies. Yeah, completely and stolen off of Toulouse the Trek. Toulouse the Trek, but I was really interested because this guy is it's it's a picture of the guy having a conversation in the top hat with a uh, a lady at Folly Berger. And it's actually I was looking at I thought, oh that's um it's actually Toulouse the Trek's Toulouse the Trek friend called the Englishman, William oh, right. Tom Warriner. Oh I didn't know. At that. the Moulin Rouge. And apparently, there's a painting. So that was that I've he did never first seen that painting. in eighteen. It says it said on the internet that it was in eight. It was done from uh, you know around about eighteen ninety one, I think. Yeah. And it was a prep, but it was actually a painting that was a preparatory study for the print. Which oh, was, was it? interesting. That's yeah. interesting. Isn't it? It's usually the other way around, isn't it? And then there's another one, which is Jan Avril, who was a dancer, a can can dancer, and. Uh, I'm a big he, fan of Toulouse the Trek. And his mate actually appears in the background. Oh, okay, well. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the Englishman. I was, I was quite interested in <laughs> yeah. his life, yeah. Yeah, so in the next bit, Tom, he, um, he talks about how he goes from abstract to semi-figurative works. So basically just from painting ex- pure expression to images of people and things starting to appear in his work. And then he goes on to talk about how Monet, um, Monet's art, Vision was affected, you know. So, oh, yeah. and then he goes on to talk about so cataracts it, or something. Yeah, yeah. How Monet's vision was affected and how it affected his art. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was interesting. Yeah, that I, was I interesting. didn't know about that. Yeah. So uh, this is the next bit. Yeah. I started off being completely abstract because my favourite, you know, I, I grew up with my favourite artist probably being like Willem de Kooning. You know, oh yes. Talking about the American abstract expressionist. But I was worried that I was never quite good enough at colour to be a proper abstract yeah. painter. And also just had, yeah, I just never really sat right at me. I just needed to communicate something that needed bodies in it. Yeah, yeah. Physics. But what I, but I, what I wanted to try and do and what I still try and do is get all that abstract expressionist energy in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, all, all that physical uh, gestural brush marks and stuff. I remember seeing a really interesting thing about Monet and about how his work got a bit more yellow as he got older because he had cataracts in his eyes. Oh, my And that gosh. makes everything get a bit more of a yellow shift. Yeah. And then when you know that and you look at his water lilies, it does all get a bit more yellow towards the end. Oh, beautiful. And it also gets massively abstract oh, expressionist, which yeah. is genius. Yeah. So, so, so you, like, you, like, you like a bit of the impressionist. Yeah, thing, I yeah. love Monet, Cézanne, all that, you know, that's, yeah, I kind of grew up at art college being taught about that stuff. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, the, the Monet is, because interesting enough, guts and the, there was a period where they said he was like the expressionist Monet. Yeah, There's I can a see kind that, of like yeah. a, some of his works was going into that kind of, kind of feeling, but, 
can see that. Yeah. I, I, I haven't. Have I? There is one at the. Is it at the Tate or is it at the National Gallery? The, one of the water lilies, isn't there one? Or oh, I I'm confused on whether I saw it at Dorsey. Did you go? You've been to the Easy Dorsey? Uh, in Paris? I haven't. I don't think. Oh my no. god, that's impressionist mecca. That is. No, I haven't. I've been. I, the best impressionist. Well, well, here I went to. Courtauld Gallery of Oh, I love times. it. That's got a rehang now, hasn't it? It's all been refurbished. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, right. it's oh. well worth going. But I used to like, love going up and seeing Suzanne up there. That was, oh, that was yeah. my main trip there. I don't know if I've ever seen any water lily, Monet's, Monet's water lilies in act, in real life, yeah. unfortunately. Well, brother was saying he went to uh, one in Japan and he said there's actually like, they've got this like super room that's been built specifically for the Monet. Yeah, well, why not? Yeah, exactly. It's like um, the Rothko Chapel. It's like, oh, yeah, right. hell, yeah. I'll get my Jeremy Leveller room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be like the most stressful room we'd ever been in. <laughs> <laughs> it's just surrounded by That's these stressed true. out neurotic, neurotic scribblings. <laughs> now, a short advertisement break. What's up, Nero? Oh, Tom, Senator Thomas, I'm so angry. I'll tell you what, send out the centurions and burn Every turtle art print that you can find, this will teach the citizens of Rome a lesson that they will not forget. Don't be such an idiot, Nero. Everybody knows to get a turtle art print, all you need to do is subscribe to the Modern Art is Rubbish mailing list and you can get as many as you like. So burning these is not going to teach any of the citizens any sort of lesson, you idiots! Never before have I been so insulted by your rudeness. Take him off to the Colosseum. So just head over to modernartisrubbish.com and subscribe to our email list to get your free artwork and to be updated on the latest Modern Art is Rubbish news. Um, Yeah, so in this next bit, Tom, we uh, talked, don't you remember we talked about Art and music process. And sure, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is that bit. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so when you do like, when you play music and you yeah. play art, uh, it's the same thing, is it? Close. Is, yeah. Art's a lot more solitary business. Yeah. You know, a lot more personal. Because music, there's five other guys in the band. Yeah. You know, and a lot, you know, and I write some of the words for the band, but I always have to be aware that everybody has to like them. I'm not yeah, just writing yeah. them for myself. Oh yeah. yeah. And the same when I'm doing an album cover, you know, the rest of the guys have to like the. the oh album yeah, well, I see. Yeah. And when when I'm doing um, Leveller's artwork, I'm always very conscious to make it so people can understand it. So it's very simple, yeah. very graphic. Yeah. Which is why I use woodcuts and lino cuts all the time. Whereas this, I just do it more for myself. So this is yeah. a lot more. It's a lot. It's not as accessible as the Leveller's artwork, for yeah. instance. Yes. Does the inspiration come first from music more, or first from art? So does it transfer from from the art to the music? Or yeah, the other way it's around? always been from art to music to me because I'm a visual kind of person. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there's other, there's other. You know, we've got songwriters in the band who are the really yeah. musical guys. Like, I don't write any music. I'm not a great uh, musician or musical thinker, but I can write half decent lyrics, you know. So. Oh, cool! 
So that's we you know we share all our our duties, you know. I use uh, Reason um, software for, for music production. They're bringing out a uh, synth. It's coming out in like a few months where you manipulate a shape. I don't know. They I haven't like revealed much about it. it. So it's manipulating the shapes to create the to synth the sound. sound. Yeah, yeah, like, like a yeah. 3D kind of. Yeah, Marcus made uh, the Mona Lisa image on a MIDI thing and played it Can't with really. an instrument. And there's some other art pieces you did. That's a really the, good idea. That was the... Well, you know, it's a really cool idea. I was kind of it like looked, it looked really good. The sound maybe yeah. wasn't so good. No, no, no. Sound was <laughs> so good because I put it for a film, so everything was in D. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Drop but, D is good. But but the other thing is, I've done that before with like you know like painted just with the production software and then just painting in blocks oh. and then just gone okay. I like the look of that patch, I like the look of that patch, and then try to make it musical. So I start from the visual yeah, and then yeah, gradually yeah, go yeah, towards okay. the musical. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I did, but yeah. different in a completely different way. But that's yeah, that sounds really good. That sounds really interesting. <laughs> I, like, I like the fact. Can I just say as well? Yeah, so I like, I like the fact that you're using. I've seen watercolors that intense, but is that is that oil paint or is that? It's a in, mix of oil and acrylic, both. Right. That's why it takes so long to dry. When when you're painting, do you start off with the? Because what I'm doing just to describe time. How would you describe that? Because you're better describing a sort of like a visual. Right, so we've got like the chorus here, and then we've just got bits of verse round. Oh, no, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <not> like, oh. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the colours? Yeah, the no, colors. no, the colours. Yeah, it's just, it's really what it's fluorescent paints. Yeah, it's fluorescent paints, lots paints. of blues. Do you choose the fluorescents first, or do they come out? I choose the fluorescents first, and I have to paint that first as well because it's. It's not very uh, opaque, you know, so if you, oh, I see. If you yeah, try painting done. it over something else, it doesn't have that same reflection. So you've got to go from the on the white straight yes. away, yeah. Yeah, so, that, so the pink is all, that's what's put down first, basically, and then everything. Because the way I work is I work in short bursts, so like two, or two hours a day or so, yeah. and I do one bit and then I do another bit, and it yeah. builds up, and that's why it kind of looks like it's been... Built, built up, you know. So when you start making a shape with the uh, with a brush, mm. yeah, you use a brush, I presume, yeah. 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 For my, not for the words, but for the um. Yeah, so painting. you don't know what's going to come out when you first hit the paper. You just start. Oh no, I know it's going to happen roughly. Roughly, yeah, 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 roughly, yeah, 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 yeah. And I and I, you know, I'm really traditional, really, because I start big and then I get more detailed. You know, yeah. I, I do the do the the basic shape to hopefully make sure I've got it all on the you know, on the canvas. If I haven't, I'll start again, you know. So you've got <laughs> then I work into it and that's that's with kind of acrylics and then I oh. use then I use these oil sticks. Oil sticks, yeah. For doing Sam Weldon our a friend friendly uses that, doesn't he? The uh, doing, another bass player. Yeah, another bass player. He likes his oil sticks as well. Yeah, I'll show, we'll show I love these because you can get you know, you yeah. get all the you know t- the brush is a bit too forgiving, especially for doing words and stuff. Yeah. So I like to really be able to get into it. Oh, it, it looks refined, yeah. <laughs> what does an inverted Big Bang sound like? <laughs> <I don't>... <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, 
In this next bit, Tom, we uh, we went out, didn't we? We looked at, uh, there was a bird painting in the hall, which we discussed. And then we went downstairs and then looked at this massive, great painting uh, called Mouth to Mouth of two people kissing. And that's what we're discussing in this bit. Well, actually, I say that, I can't turn it around. Oh, God. And it's got the more spirit on it as well with the big, the big bird. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Another face vomiting out more. I like the way, because it's very specific, I thought, what, what way round? And then you suddenly see the bird is going down. Yeah, is it's it, going downwards, yeah. Is it going to attack or is it going no, to... No, he's just there. You know, that's because for some reason the Holy Spirit is always... I suppose because he's coming down from heaven, isn't he? Yeah. So he, he's always drawn facing down. And that's kind of meant to be like the kind of halo, except it's oh. black in my one. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I don't bother with Well, that. do you know what? It makes me think, because I was at my brother's and he's got a, a building, a, a sort of like a glass building outside. And uh, right. and I saw this, you know, quite gutting a kestrel and uh, and another oh. bird. And what I think had happened was they were chasing, the kestrel was chasing the bird. Yeah. And they went smack sadly into the glass. What, and both died? Both sadly perished. So it's kind of like I'm looking at that into the blackness yeah. and it's like, oh no. Oh no. Oh <laughs> it no. happens to my mum because she's got big French doors, you know, like glass doors. And she, yeah, she had two, but exactly the same happened. Crashed oh into my them. God. But yeah, because I was saying to her, put stickers on them, put some stickers on them so they can see. That's a lot of birds to put stickers on. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mum would never put stickers on because she'd go, those cost me like five grand. Like. Yeah, like on the glass, <laughs> my God. I'll show you around up here. Yeah, well, this is cool. loads of live drawings I've done. Oh, beautiful! Look. And this is just part of the packs of canvas and that. So, yeah, would you, a, uh, would you give us a, a, a photo of one of those? Like, yeah, yeah, oh, that one's lovely. Money, it's yeah. just, do you know what it is? Is it? I'll locks, send you a whole load it of locks stuff, it, and also people can see that when we talk about you need you need to have studied to be able to make that yeah, stuff. Yeah, it yeah, kind of yeah. hits the point home. Do you yeah. Think? yeah, yeah, yeah. My mum, my mum, when I, I did that exhibition in Norwich the other day, and my mum came and she was there busy telling everybody, we can actually draw like... <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, no, that, that's... I don't know how to... That's mum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My mum does that. She says, oh, make sure... Oh, look, there's the kiss. Here's a picture there. Look. That's another quite big one as well. God. Yeah, so this is a big blue picture of two people kissing and it's all do you know what I don't know there's almost like an anxiety with one of the people being kissed <laughs> yeah that's because there's always anxiety if <laughs> <laughs> it's quite impressive looks good on a mug as well I saw there's a mug oh yeah, yeah. yeah anxiety is in the brush marks and then there's and uh, finally Tom didn't we we talked about the uh, the new album and the album cover Sure. Oh, which Jeremy got from a photo that was posted on the Modern Art is Rubbish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was one that we shared, wasn't it, on, on Modern Art is Rubbish Instagram. Yeah, it's a kind of root, a more rootsy, acoustic, folk-based album, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, also, we talked about the fact that he used... Uh, he ripped up... or well, not he ripped up his neighbour's floorboard. I think his neighbour was happy for him to take their floorboards and used them to carve out uh, blocks to make 
uh, prints with wood blocks. Yeah. So there you go. That's the uh, this bit. You've got a new album just released in the haven't you? Yes, and that's with the photo on that um, the young man there suggested yeah. well he didn't suggest it no I didn't suggest it, it. Yeah, I, I put it out the music of the people I put it up on the uh, on the oh, old page yeah. didn't I yeah and I absolutely loved it and I, I had it just a screenshot of it on my phone and I was like we're going to have to use this picture because it's brilliant and then we actually bought it or we bought the rights to it to yeah. use it for like five years or something off the uh, off the estate of the photographer yeah. and they were very um, very specific about what we could do with it really yeah yeah. Oh, that's interesting. First of all, because the guy apparently was a real kind of socialist kind of anarchist type, so so they were really happy that we were into all that. And the level of slime, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they were, they were like, oh yeah, this would this is good. He would have been happy about that because if yeah. we were like ultra Tories, they wouldn't have let us have it, you know, yeah, yeah. at all. So he said, yeah, he would have been happy about that, and you can use it, but you're not allowed to put any effects on it. You can't put any type on it. It has to just be as it is. And then you can, and it can't be shrunk or stretched or anything, or take a detail out of it. it has to be used as as you see it. So that's why I had to, you know, do all the type around it and stuff yeah. like that, and yeah. not, not get on it at all. Just full of old wood carvings, wood blocks, and lino, and these are all just offcuts from a carpet shop. <coughs> uh, but yeah, I'll actually show you the floorboards that made. Let's get this one out again. Because I like this. This I made this off. I actually made this off my neighbour's kitchen floor, and then when she moved out, I went in and took up the floorboards. So you cut into the floorboards? Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's how it's so effective. <laughs> so, did you get because they're quite specialist tools, aren't they, for doing that kind of stuff? Or did you just use uh, any other tools? I use shipbuilders' ship, ship tools. Oh, my God. Big gouges, really. Like, same as paintbrushes, I use DIY. Well, there you go, Tom. And uh, we've got a special section where we've got um, ChatGBT to ask him a couple, pose him a couple of questions. Chat GBT questions for Jeremy Cunningham. <laughs> yeah, indeed. And the sex is actually called Chat GBT poses Jeremy Cunningham two left field questions about his art. So here we go. Old jingle. Two questions. What do they mean? Two questions. What is he done about? Chat GBT poses Jeremy Cunningham to left field questions about his art. You know Chat GBT? Mm -hmm. I asked it questions to ask you. Oh, yeah. And it says, Have you ever painted a picture of just the one pub where the locals are a bit odd and the beer is always warm? This is what I <laughs> And then the last one is if you were to paint a picture of a man at all portal what surreal creatures and characters from leveler's lyrics would you include passing through the mystical standing stone and into another dimension <laughs> oh, i'll have to do that myself because that's a good idea yeah so that's uh i feel like you've done all those already yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we, we were we were never here well, i did it we did it we put in when we were on tour just we were bored like we yeah. put in into that uh right a, a leveler's song 
And it wrote a pretty freaking all right letter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It's like, we were like, oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll probably come out of So, Tom, that ends our interview with Jeremy. Yeah, that was great fun. Yeah, it was really good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really, um, really good. And I cut out a lot of me speaking as well. We played table tennis as well, didn't we? We did, yeah, that was amazing, actually, because I'd done it in VR, only done it in VR previously, and I hadn't played table tennis for about 20 years. Something what, like what real life or VR table? Real tennis? life table tennis for twenty years, and even then I didn't play it very much at all. So, and I I was all right, wasn't I? I wasn't too bad. Yeah, well, you were a semi-professional standard. <laughs> <laughs> I try. <laughs> I have been practicing my spins in VR. I play against a, a cat head with a bat. Oh, is the cat head with the bat really good? Yeah. Yeah, is, but you can change it. They're interchangeable. The, the uh, apparently it's got AI involved in it now. I don't know what that means. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, so, but it's yeah, it's good. AI head with a bat. Yeah, <laughs> they're dangerous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, where can people uh, follow us, Tom? Instagram. Uh, Instagram. Well, generally around Brighton and Hove. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you want to email us, it's modern info at modernartisrubbish.com. You can subscribe on Spotify and iTunes, and if you could leave us a review, that'd be great, wouldn't it? And uh, um, modernartisrubbish.com is where we are as well. Yeah, um, and all the social media, Modern Art is Rubbish handles everywhere. Yeah, it's all everywhere. And if you go and type Modern Art is Rubbish in Google, you'll get... You'll find us. You will find us, yeah. And we'll be walking around Brighton and Hove and you'll be like, there they are. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get them. <laughs> okay, well, it's just, um, it's just buyers then. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.